0: Welcome to Your Health Simplified. I'm your host, Tiffany Colbertson, a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and senior fitness specialist. And I'm here to help you, well, simplify your health. Let's get to it. Okay, just know that as I'm recording this, I'm laying on my workout mat in my gym slash office. If you know, you know. And I'm scrolling social media. Right before I get ready to work out, and this gal pops up on my in my stories, and she's a beach body coach, and she was doing the ask me anything question box, and a few came up, and I I just cringed that this was the advice that she was giving people, and so again, inspired like with my goals, um, podcast inspired by what I'm hearing other women tell people versus my mindset the way I work through things the way I coach completely different so I just want to give you a different perspective so someone asked her her thoughts on food freedom and the first thing she said was quite frankly I think people use it as an as an excuse to just eat like shit And I swiped out of her story, so she could have said other things about it, but I was just like, absolutely not. That is not how I see food freedom, intuitive eating, whatever you want to call it. So let's just dive in to food freedom, uh, what it actually means, and why it is so important, especially for those of us who have chronic history of yo-yo dieting and exercising. So, in my honest opinion and with my and with my experience, I would define food freedom as no longer having arbitrary rules attached to your food. And these rules can be anything from, I can't eat until 11 a.m. I can't eat after 8 p.m. I can't have this. I can't have that. This is healthy. This is bad. I am cheating. I'm being good today. All of those thoughts that we have placed around food, especially when we have been in most diets. Um, it is the freedom to pick your food based on how it tastes. And what you are wanting. And those being the key drivers of how you are choosing your diet. Um, That is to begin with. The third would be how it makes you feel. So what happens when someone goes off of a diet and decides to just say, screw it all. I'm going to eat what I want, when I want. It generally is full of quote unquote shit food. A lot of processed food, a lot of high-carbs food, a lot of the carb and the fat blends, which would be like your cakes, your cookies, all the really yummy stuff that you have previously labeled as bad. You couldn't have it. Those were only for special days. Those were only for cheat days. And you're like, why? I'm just going to eat it all. I'm going to have them all right now. And so when most people transition from a very structured, restrictive diet to a place of food freedom of... Food is just food. It is not good or bad. Um, You do tend to eat more foods that many people would cringe seeing people eat. That's not good for you. That's unhealthy. Oh my gosh. But this is just the pendulum of being really, really tight and restrictive is now just swinging to the other side of you're just, you know, not having any rules. It's like taking these college kids when they go on spring break and they're tight and they're structured and they're in law school and they're, you know, pre-med and whatever, and then they get to go to Cancun or the Keys or whatever, and they just get to let loose and be free because um, they don't practice those freeing times, those f- activities throughout their entire lives just for this one time, and that is how you have been viewing food, um, so it makes sense that you are going to go all out, and it is going to look darn scary however when that phase is over because it will end I promise you you will get sick and tired of eating ice cream you'll get sick and tired of eating cookies every day you will get sick and tired of Oreos donuts whatever it is that you are having eventually it's not going to taste as good and it is not going to be as mentally emotionally and physically satisfying as it was from the very beginning When that phase is over, you're actually going to start looking at, okay, how do I want to feel while I'm eating and after I'm eating, but also probably how do I want to feel before I eat? Do you want to be that ravenous, my stomach hurts so bad, it's growling, I'm miserable before you have your next meal? Probably not. I don't care if you ate at 8 o'clock and at 9.30 your stomach is growling. You don't have to wait for a two and a half to three hour window. You just can go eat. So the first phase is, yes, going to look really crappy, going to look like you're eating everything in your house. It'll eventually diminish and then you get to start really honing in on what feels good. What do you actually like? I found out I don't really like macaroni and cheese. I will have it sometimes, but it's not my favorite. And anytime I used to cook it before with the kids, I would just scarf it down. And now that it's like I can have it. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if I so chose to, I realized I don't really like it. Not as much as I thought I did. And so, you will start to learn these things about yourself. Um, did you Do you really hate brown rice? Or is it that brown rice was so healthy in your mind that you always crave the white rice? And once you can open up the door and let food just be food. And there's no rules. It's totally... Food is free from uh, stereotypical labels. That's kind of what you can think of food freedom as. You really get to start to pick and choose. Now, food freedom, intuitive eating, I believe, are two different things. Food freedom is the freedom of rules on the food. Food is food. It is neither good nor bad. It only depends on how you feel after you eat it, that sort of thing. That is what should dictate what you're eating Also, allergies and medical conditions. I know it goes without saying, but I'll put it in there. Now, intuitive eating is now the process of learning how to get back in tune with your body so that you can recognize hunger signals. You can recognize full signals. You can recognize when um, you've had enough of one thing. That doesn't mean that you're full, but there are certain... Symptoms and triggers that you will start to experience when your body is full, when you are kind of done, with, especially with sweets. Um, it's that mind-body connection that we have missed because we are constantly either overriding it to be on this restrictive extreme diet, or we're going all out because we just took all the rules away and we're like college kids at spring break. But the problem is, is that then. You start feeling crappy about your choices because, oh my gosh, I was doing so good on my diet, and you always swung back to the restrictive diet, and then back to the food freedom, and back to the restrictive diet. You've never stayed in the food freedom zone long enough, even if you gain weight. You panic, and you don't stay there, and you don't ride that wave until that phase is over in order to start then working on intuitive eating, okay? This may not be the process that nutritionists, dietitians, other coaches are talking about or teaching, but from my personal experience, from working with clients who are very similar to me who have had the same kind of past of always trying to manipulate their bodies with food and then they go all out and then they're they're binging because they're not eating enough during the week. It's this back and forth of those two extremes and they never get past the food freedom phase of letting it just be what it is so that they can start learning that intuition that we're all born with. You watch babies and they will literally stop eating when they're full they will stop eating, they will throw up, whatever it is, you're born with that, I'm going to cry because I'm hungry, I'm going to stop eating because I'm full, and you even have that as an infant, up until you start having families say, eat everything that's on your plate, or, um, oh no, you can't have that right now, that's a treat, like, we are told these things by other people who have experienced whatever it may be in their bodies, but, as infants, as you know babies, and as even as young toddlers, we have the intuition we eat when we're hungry, we ask for a snack when we're hungry, we stop eating when we're full, and of course, now, in our you know thirties and beyond, that's been so long ago, we would never remember what that felt like, what it even means, so we have to kind of relearn that, and you have to get back into um Being okay with being slightly hungry if you want to be in a calorie deficit. And I'm not talking about my stomach is growling, I am fatigued, I am so hungry. But there's times, um, you know, at the end of the day where you're like, hmm, it's 8 p.m., I could be snacky, I could not. Like, I could go to bed and I could sleep without waking up because I'm hungry. Like, that's the kind of zone that's fine. That is the, the flirtation zone of you're probably in a slight calorie deficit, nothing major. You will probably eventually see the scale slowly go down. And it takes intuitive eating to be okay with that and to be okay with, oh, yeah, no, I'm hungry. I'm eating before I go to bed. Or, oh my gosh, I'm hungry this morning when I woke up. It doesn't matter that the last six days... You weren't hungry. You had your coffee with your cream or whatever you do, and you went about your day, and it wasn't until 10, 30, 11 o'clock that you ate. But, you know, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, and you're like, I am so hungry. It's learning then that it's okay to eat then, which means you might have lunch at 10 or 10.30 instead of 12.30 or 1, and it's okay because our bodies naturally fluctuate with hunger, especially if you're very active. Um, You know, running usually elicits a different response, a hunger response than say lifting weights, um, working all day, stress. Like there's so many things that impact your, your hunger and your fullness and your emotional attachment to food, which is fine. We all have like really fun memories of having birthday cakes or grandma's special soup or whatever it may be. And then it's learning how to approach food without having a ton of rules and a ton of thoughts about oh my gosh, cheeseburgers are so bad. Okay, we that's the food freedom. We there's no rules and then being able to say, "Ooh, a cheeseburger sounds good, but I know I'm only going to want half of it and my fries because if I eat all of it, I'm going to feel like crap in a little bit." Right? Like you're learning to fi- figure out how your body feels with things. Or you're eating and it's super delicious, but you're like, "Oh, no, I'm f- I'm full." And it might be like, sometimes I have a salad that I can't take home or you can't save because I do not eat soggy, gross lettuce. Um, And it's like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious, but I'm full. Like I am absolutely satisfied and I'm going to walk away. That's the intuitive eating. And it's actually a lot harder than being in the food freedom zone of not having any rules or limitations and just eating uh, whatever you feel like on a whim. Because intuitive eating means that you also have to deal with your mental bullshit that has led you to wanting to always override your hunger. Or wanting to always um, limit the amount of candy you have or whatever. Like the the one that says, you should be full right now. How could you eat that much? How could you possibly want another piece of cake? Like we have to deal with all the inside demons And the drama that tells us that we have to restrict food because if not, we're not going to be a worthy human. We're never going to be smaller and we're not going to be worth anything. You see, it can be, it can be pretty, it can be pretty challenging and it's hard. Like mentally, emotionally, it's very, very hard. But I will say that getting through it and being on the other side is one of the most rewarding experiences that you could give yourself for you to finally not feel like you're constantly thinking about food or you're constantly worried about what you're, you know, what you're having next, what you ate for breakfast, uh, what the scale says, um, are your hips, you know, people say, Oh, I ate that and it went straight to my hips. Like all of these thoughts, even if they're silly, like I just ate a cheeseburger and it went right to my hips. Even though it's silly and we know that you didn't, that cheeseburger literally didn't just like split in half and settle on each hip, it's that thought process, it's those little mindset things that actually will then have you restricting the next day or have you avoiding that food. So it's hard. I I will not ever tell anyone that it is easy because you have to do the inner work. Otherwise, it will never be successful for you. Wow, that was a lot longer and a little bit heavier than I had intended, but I hope it just gives you a little more insight of what food freedom actually is, at least from my mindset, and I really hope that you um, align with some of that because it really, truly is um, so freeing to not have the rules around your food 24-7. Um, and I really hope that you can stay in that food freedom and toss the rules out the window long enough that you start to notice that you're not craving all of the things that you've craved for so long. Um, and then that you are then intrigued enough by your body saying, I don't want ice cream. And you're going to be like, oh, I cannot believe I turned down ice cream. I haven't turned down ice cream in six years. Okay. But now you're like, oh wow, that was interesting, that was you listening to your intuition, you're starting to get the mind-body connection, if you can stay in that food freedom zone long enough, start moving into the next phase, that's where the magic happens, so that is my perspective, that is my experience, that is how I coach women when it comes to nutrition, so with that being said, I will let you go, I will let that be food for thought, pun intended, I know, not as f- funny as I could be, but I also need to now get to my workout. I was going to start working out at 1 p.m. It is now 1.06. So take that food for thought. Chew on it a little bit. Ha ha, funny, funny again. Um, and if you want to reach out to me, if you want to work with me, DM me or email me. But just know I don't work solely on nutrition. Fitness and nutrition go really hand in hand with helping you feel better stronger and more empowered in your everyday life and we always start with fitness first um get you in a good routine and then go over to nutrition I do have a podcast on that scroll way back it was last year sometime I believe it's called fitness first or something similar because I can't look at it while I'm recording this um but yeah let me know if you want to work with me and help you get to a place where you can have that food freedom slash intuitive eating approach and not obsess over food. Thank you for listening. Please do not forget to subscribe and share this episode if you found it helpful. A review would also be fabulous. You can find me most days hanging out over on Instagram at living, And if you ever need to contact me, My email will be in the show notes. Have a wonderful day. I will see you next time.